and welcome to the Men Up Podcast. I am Christian Shabu, and we are so excited to have two of the founding members of Men Up to tell us a little bit more about what Men Up has meant to them, what they've built here uh, during their time with Men Up. But it is time to get them into the conversation here. So I want to first introduce Matt Feliciano. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, Matt. And also, we have Louis Perez. Louis, how's it going? I'm doing all right, doing all right, doing all right. (laughs) All right, y'all. So we are going to get into our conversation here today. Uh, And ultimately, this episode is really talking about Men Up, giving people a little bit of perspective. We're in season two here of the Men Up podcast. And we've talked a lot about like very specific topics of conversation about how we can be leveling up. What are we learning during this pandemic? But I think the folks don't have a lot of context about what Men Up is. And there's no better way for people to get to know uh, what Men Up is all about than by getting to meet the two of you, because you have been instrumental in building what Men Up has been so far over the last five or six years. But before we get into the history of Men Up and your origin story with Men Up, I just want to talk about the present and want to talk about, you know, during this time of the pandemic uh, here in season two of the Men Up podcast, we've really talked about, you know, how are we growing? How are we learning? So I'd love to hear from each one of you. What is one thing you're really proud of yourself for during this time, during this pandemic? That's a really challenging time for all of us. I think one of the most things that I'm proud about for like during this pandemic is the fact that I've been able to work this entire time. Like, I know that a lot of people have lost their jobs due to, like, the start of the virus and that it's been hard for people to hold on to their jobs. So, like, starting off working at Walmart, you know, like, I'm, although I do not like Walmart, it, like, it was a good place for me to start. Like, I'm, had, I'm glad I was able to, like, have money throughout the pandemic. Absolutely. Still being able to uh, feel purposeful in some ways, right? And also like you said, getting money in during this time, always really important. I've been proud of myself to uh, acknowledge the growth that I need to make for myself, uh, for people that surround myself. Um, it was a struggle getting there, like, um, like being uh, self-aware about everything, but I'm glad that uh, I'm proud of myself that I can acknowledge that now. Matt, to your point around understanding, you know, what are we learning about ourselves and about, you know, our relationship to our communities and to the greater society around us, right? So I'm interested to hear from both of you guys as somebody who is incredibly proud of you, uh, because I've known you both now for over six years. And at one time was your teacher, we can call it that, like now and much more like a mentor, maybe a family member. I've seen a lot of growth, but we'd love to know from each one of you what have you learned about yourself or how have you grown during this really challenging time? I know the biggest thing that I've learned is that I need therapy. <laughs> um, my mental health was never really that great, but after, like during the pandemic, it definitely wasn't the best. And so through the help with my partner and like also like just being like more self-aware with myself, I've learned that I need help. That's been a huge focus for us here in season two, actually both seasons of the Men Up podcast this past year, but particularly season two, talking about during this time of multiple challenges and crises coming together, that it is really taxing on our mental health, right? And so your awareness of, hey, this is actually something that as I get more resources for myself that like I need to prioritize is really powerful. Part of the self-awareness is like knowing where I lack um, and I noticed that I lack the 
ability to communicate fluently with my family um, or just people that I'm not right in front of daily. And I noticed that like, I need to be more proactive in that. So um, yeah, I need to be more proactive in building my relationships and maintaining those relationships. And you feel like that that's an awareness that you didn't have as much of before this pandemic hit? Yeah, I uh, definitely like when I went off to college, um, I didn't even think about contacting people that I um, like was far away from. So um, now being apart from them and not being able to see them for this long um, and missing them definitely has uh, had an impact on that. Going into this pandemic, you know, we had, as a men up team, you know, had taken a little bit of a step back, you know, each one of us had had different things that we were prioritizing, whether it was a school of some sort or jobs or just other projects, right? And, and then coming into the pandemic, you know, both of you guys, Louie and Matt, you were really, you were really committed to the idea that we needed to continue somehow as a team during this time. So I'm wondering, why was that so important to you? Why did you feel like as a men up team, we needed to continue to connect with one another? I think Matt should start this because he, he's the one that really like corralled us all back together. Thank you. Um, just being a part of men up, like it's guided, it's guided me to change my attitude in a, in a bunch of different ways um, and change my mindset in a bunch of other different ways. Um, so during the pandemic where we don't really have that much contact and can self-isolate really easily, I felt it was really important to um, make sure we all keep each other in check and contact each other and make sure we're all okay. I definitely couldn't agree more with what Matt said. Like, I think the most important thing about it was that we just needed to be with other people. Like it was so easy, for, like, as you said, to self-isolate that you know like especially for people like me and Jalexis, like we tend to self-isolate without a pandemic <laughs> so um with the pandemic and seeing that nobody is trying to contact us and that like there is nowhere for us to go like being self-isolated was so easy that when matt was like hey you guys want to continue doing men up and i was like heck yeah i want to continue doing men up throughout this pandemic, like we've had to connect through Zoom calls or, you know, phone calls or texting or, or DMing, right? Like those have been the ways that we've connected and men up. The experiences have typically been a lot of in-person, whether they're workshops or meetings or one-on-one -on -one conversations, right? So that's a, that's a big shift. And I'm wondering, like, have you felt that? Like, have you had to adjust in any sort of way with bringing our community together in a, in a, you know, virtual space in a remote space, or has it felt similar? Oh, I've definitely felt that. <laughs> we can't do the men up handshake anymore. It's hurtful. <laughs> it's hurtful. <laughs> I don't know if I still remember the handshake. We're gonna, once we get back together it's, in person. I remember it's it's like one, two, and then shoulder bump. Oh, that's right. I miss meeting you guys in person. Shabu, especially like, I miss your dad hugs. Like they make me feel so whole. Um, but definitely like as a men up community in general like i've definitely felt the difference because you know usually when we're together it's a lot easier for us to bounce off ideas off of each other um but also it's also a lot easier for us to get distracted 
so it's like a it's like a two-sided coin it's been a uh, tough pandemic especially because everybody's so distant so um part of that is learning how to be virtual so i don't think i think we've adjusted well that's what i'm trying to say so um as much as i think it's different i think we've still managed to um make it feel a little bit more like in person, even though we don't have that in person touch. Matt, got to give you a lot of credit. As Louis said, you know, you were the one really um, pushing all of us to connect and and to have these regular meetings, whether they're weekly or or every other week. And uh, that's I think that's had a profound difference for each one of us, and and still pushed us in some ways uh, to still consider uh, and redefine manhood and masculinity and do this work even when we can't be physically together, which is what we had all experienced beforehand. And so uh, really appreciate your inspiration and motivation there as well. And, and would love for each one of you, uh, you know, as we're, as we're coming out of this pandemic a little bit, we were talking a little bit before the recording here about getting vaccinations and, and you know, that, that's starting to open up our communities a little bit more. But there's been a lot of conversation too about uh, supporting young people post this pandemic. As we know, uh, this pandemic has been really challenging for all people in general, uh, but particularly for young people, whether you're in high school or in college, those teenage and early 20 years, uh, it's going to have a really profound impact on whether it's mental health or, you know, connections to our community. It's had an impact, right? And so I'm wondering from each one of y'all's perspectives, like what could you offer uh, to the people listening? How can we support young people from your perspective? What I will say is that if you are a young person and you are listening to this, put yourself out there. It's going to be very awkward. You have spent an entire year not contacting people, not having face-to-face interactions with people, and not really knowing how to speak to what, like one another in person without feeling awkward. So the biggest advice I can give, coming from an awkward person myself, is just get out there and speak to people like get like get it done get it over with get the awkwardness out of you part of the pandemic has what has taught me is like um holding every moment i can preciously and as a young person there's definitely moments where um especially during the pandemic um like not prom is not a thing right like stuff like that like moments that um most young people have had in the past, um, it probably isn't an option anymore. So creating your own fun and um, being proactive and, and just trying to stay young, like enjoy your youthfulness, you know, um, try to create memories, even though it won't be um, as traditional as it used to be. Chip in a Bottle is the official sponsor of season two of the Men Up podcast. Chip in a Bottle is a chocolate confectionery specializing in handcrafted truffles and sweet treats. I can promise you that the detailed hand painting on each piece of chocolate, the silky smoothness of the gelato, and the delicate decadence of the French macarons are unlike any dessert experience you've ever had. I especially love the Nutella milk chocolate truffle. Mmm, so good. Visit chipinabottle.com to get any of the dozens of unique flavors shipped to you or your loved ones. Chip in a Bottle is the new taste in chocolate and the official sponsor of the Men Up podcast. So both of you had incredible insight 
for young people, right? And I want you now to, to think back to when you were a little bit younger, right? Like I'm still referring to you as young people because I'm a little bit older, just a little bit, just a little. Matt, I see you laughing. I'm just a little bit older. And I want you all to think back to when you were in high school, right? When we first met, when all three of us met and when you first got involved with Men Up, right? It, it, was, it was an idea that uh, co-founder and you know a mentor of yours now, George Black and I, we had about six years ago and we started it and we started it uh, in our uh, HSC community, right? Which both of you are a part of as, as high school students and now as alumni. And so I'm interested from your perspective, why did you decide to first check out Men Up? It was in its earliest days. There was a lot we still didn't know or didn't define, right? But we had workshops and we had a Men Up Summit then. So why did you decide to get involved in the first place? As one of the oldest members um, in Men Up, I think actually the oldest for the remaining members that um, other than you, um, I decided to check it out at first quite literally just because it was a thing that you were doing. And I knew that with you doing it, it was going to be inspirational. <laughs> so I was like, I'll check it out. Um, I didn't really understand like going into it, what it was going to be about. I just thought it was like cool that you were doing something outside of school that I could participate in. So I checked it out. I really enjoyed the message um, acknowledging that, you know, like the public perception of manhood is very toxic and that like we as men are the only ones who can change that definition and that um perspective and so that's why i've stuck around i wanted to join men up because i didn't have the knowledge of toxic masculinity that i do now um it was never like matt said it was never like a, a thing in my vocab i didn't have that um I didn't know what power I had. I didn't have, I didn't know what privilege I had as a man. Um, so I wanted to learn about it. From then on, um, leading men up was just, like I said, it was just natural for me. Like um, just because I've spent so much time, like like us, we've all spent so much time and um, like putting all the work in that we've done. It's just, it was just naturally there. I think um, after I've learned about toxic masculinity, it became almost a passion, um, I guess you could say, to try to get the word out and try to get as many people um, understanding that what power they do have um, and how to not use it for bad. It's definitely helped me gain a lot of like empathy towards like what other people go through at the expense of what men, what toxic men do. And it's also helped me like see that there are some toxic traits that I've portrayed because of what society has told me to be. And, you know, like ever since that eye opening, it's made me want to change more and make myself better for everyone's sake. You both are now founding members, right? Like you were participants in workshops and, and summits at some point, but now you're very much a part of the team that helps create our experiences, maintains our community meetings, uh, helps us to think about what we want to do in the future. Like what else has kept you committed? Definitely the community. Like it's, it's made up of all of my friends, especially when we were meeting in person, like Jesus was there. Uh, Jalexis would be there in person. George Black was still a part of it. And like, it was, it was a really fun experience. Like 
hearing having all of that energy in the same room like you could feel like you could feel it like it like the air reverberated with that energy louis to your point you are uh, identifying an energy that you're really excited about but to matt's point like we're also talking about some really challenging topics right and we're also asking ourselves and each other to you know take a step back reflect on what things are we doing that maybe are disempowering other people or or not really totally understanding our privilege and using our privilege in a in a positive way like so, so that's really interesting that like this this challenging uh space in some ways is actually something you're really excited about yeah it was never something that i dreaded walking into like it wasn't like i was like oh we're gonna learn about the faults of man and and learning about all about <laughs> toxic masculinity and it's going to be such a downer like no it felt good because it was it's a self-improvement space you know like like it's the ultimate goal is to improve masculinity but like for like the individuals in the group it is also a personal improvement goal the community helped the um i guess want or pursuit to be better as a man to be better um at teaching and and like like uh spreading the awareness that we have um the spreading the awareness of like the the privileges that we have as men um so yeah like a part of the community was being there for each other acknowledging each other and also um holding each other accountable so it all just helped this one big goal of um being better so I'm hearing that clearly there's an impact where you've been able to build a community with one another, right? Louis, you were mentioning that uh, the people in our Men Up community, in our community meetings, the leadership team that we have uh, feels like we're really friends, right? Like we have a friendly atmosphere. We're committed to one another. Uh, Matt, to your point that like it's a space where we are continuing to improve ourselves, right? And understand our identity and understand what privileges come along with that identity. What else has been the impact of being in Men Up um, for both of you, right? Specifically in understanding uh, manhood and masculinity and the way that you want to show up in the world. Like, how has it impacted you over time? I like to think that in our small, like, little area, like, small way, we've, like, made the world a better place. Whether that's, like, from the small events that we've had where, like, not many people would show up or having the podcast be out there or the men up instagram page shameless plugs right here um, <laughs> um i think that in some way we've like helped make the make the world just like a little bit better like teaching people about toxic masculinity and how we can like strive to make ourselves and others better and like i said before it's helped me realize a lot of like toxic stuff that I've been doing like and so it's helped me get out of those habits and realize areas in which I need to improve. Louis do you have a specific example of maybe a way that you used to show up or understand manhood and masculinity that like now you've changed or shifted over time like to your point some of the stuff that you know maybe now you're identifying as toxic right but like maybe you did back in the day like what is one of those things that you've changed over time? definitely the objectification of women that was the biggest thing that like i think a lot of like young men go through is that from a very young age we're taught to respect women but also see them as objects it's a very like 
sickening like cycle it's weird because we don't protect we end up not protecting or like trying to confront them because they're a person we end up confronting them because like oh pretty object in front of me me wants and so that was the biggest thing um it helped me look more inwards towards people and see that like that's a person that's not just a body that's not just an object like um it's helped me have like a better connection with my partner and with um and with family everyone is equal and that there shouldn't be no oh she's a woman let me treat her this way oh she's oh he's a man let me treat him this way like they're all equal being a part of metup has changed my attitude towards myself and others a lot has changed like within me like my thoughts about myself um i think before growth was never part of my vocabulary when i was talking about myself it was always um i'm not good enough right or um even if I was trying to be better, it, there was always still lack of not being good enough, right? So, um, but it's definitely changed my attitude in the sense that, like, just trying to be better than yesterday um, and learning from your mistakes and not holding yourself, um, like, not keeping yourself down um, and just being able to just be you while also be better. I just think it's really easy like as a young person to feel very insecure about yourself um especially if like there are features about you that might not be like the beauty standard to like most people so like growing up i was like really i was like a scrawny kid that looked kind of like a creep and i got bullied a lot because of that um and so whenever i see myself Like I see that in the second insecurity that I have or the way that I talk, the way that my voice sounds like it's, it's like an insecurity or just the way that I act in general. It it always seemed like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not a person that can ever be good enough. Um, But given a space we've been able to, I've been, I've, I've been able to actually be able to, instead of see myself as I'm not good enough, be like, Oh, I can change. I can get better. I can self-improve myself this is something that i might not like but i can always improve insecurities was always a part of um me and like just like my mental health um so the thing that like resonates with me most about like being better like like i always want to be the best at whatever i'm doing right so in order to do that you can't stay in the same spot that you're in um and grow at the same time and be the best. So my thought process had to change um, from wanting to do something greater and staying in the same place and not motivating myself to just being better than yesterday and having that simple goal, right? Like just being better than yesterday, I could do that. You know what I mean? And achieving my goal while also not being too hard on myself. We've talked about like, you know, shifting mindsets and beliefs about ourselves and the world around us. We've talked about uh, understanding our our privilege and, and the power and opportunity that presents. We've uh, talked about understanding what, what traits, what actions, what words uh, would be deemed toxic, specifically as we're talking about manhood and masculinity. And so 
we've, we've talked a lot about like what MenUp has meant to you. And so as we look forward into the future of MenUp and, and both of you being people that are uh, representative of MenUp. So, so we've talked about building MenUp from the smaller community we have and, and expanding it more and more. So what would you say to people that are for the first time understanding what MenUp is all about, just hearing about it for the first time, maybe just listening to this podcast for the first line, for the first time, what would you tell them about MenUp? How would you describe MenUp and what it is that we do and hope to do in the world? I would say that MenUp is a place for not only self-improvement, but world improvement. Um, I feel like if you have the wants and the need to make a difference in your life, this is the place to get it hap- to get it happening. Because um, before we... Ad- we start tackling outward issues, we always look inward and see like where we can improve upon ourselves, so that we can also like strongly push forward the change that we want to happen. Because if we also exhibit these traits and we don't like do anything to fix them, how are we gonna support the change for them? It's about both acknowledging like here are the, here are the systems, the structures, the ideas out in the world that are problematic but let's also, before we start saying like, this is how we're going to change things. Let's like look in the mirror and say, what are we doing that serves these things that we're already identifying as, as toxic or disempowering? MetUp was always uh, in, in my eyes, it's, it's a work in progress movement, right? Like it's, it's a group of imperfect, imperfect people with the willingness to grow. So it's, it's not the idea. The idea is not like, you come into this community and you're just instantly better, right? Like you're, it's, it's going to take time and, and it's going to take effort, but the, the, the easy part is that you joined, right? Like the easy part is that you commit to being there and like just actively participating. And from then on, it's um, just improving, not, being perfect but improving the easy part is sitting down for a event that we have the easy part is listening to an episode of the podcast looking at one of our one of the posts on instagram those are the easy parts the hard part is sticking around and wanting to be like i really want to be a part of this it's also interesting to note as you as you both have been talking about what what this movement what this project is all about you have not explicitly said that it's for men or only for men and people that identify as men. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, you know, is men up for everyone? I think personally for me, it is for everyone because for the past 20 years of my life, I have identified as a man. And most recently I've came to the realization that I don't really fit anywhere on the gender spectrum. So um not too long ago i came out as non-binary um so with that you know like i still have a place here like i haven't been treated any differently being in the being in this space as a non-binary person and um we've had meetings and stuff where Matt's girlfriend Kiana has joined in and like sat in, gave gave 
experiences and stuff on how manhood has affected her. And I think that although it is a place for men to improve, it is not a place only for men. And the way I see it, you have at least one connection to a man in your life, right? Um, And that means you have a say. That means you have something to um, provide, like whether it's insight into how um, you've experienced toxic masculinity or it's just um, a way to improve or it's just something as minimal as just like, hey, I have this person that is a man and I, and I, want, I want to see how they can grow, right? Um, yeah, I think it's just for everybody. What is something that you're excited about for the future of men up, whether it's, you know, an idea that we've started to build out or, you know, just some ideas that you have for, for where you see this, this movement heading, like, what are you excited about for the future of men up? Men up tours. I'm ready for it. Men up tours. I I haven't heard this idea yet. Tell me a little bit. Go all around the state, the States spreading the word about men up and how to change toxic masculinity. I'm talking New York. I'm talking New Orleans. I'm talking Orlando. I'm talking LA. Those are very specific <laughs> cities that you've identified. So you have thought a lot about this, Louis. Like I, I already see the map. Like I imagine you've laid out a whole map of like, here's the tour. This is where we're going. Matt, what about for you? What are you excited about? I think I'm just excited about uh, future workshops and maybe future summits. I think like part of what made Met Up so special for me was the getting in contact with people and like actively participating in um, just fun little uh, games or um, talks or just like getting to know people. I think that's part of the um, thing that gets me most excited, whether it's virtually or in person. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited. I am always excited by the fact that the two of you and other people that we have on our team and within our community continue to come back Uh, over and over again. And thank you both for joining us here today and for being a part of MendUp, being foundational members of the MendUp community. And uh, before we leave folks, you know, is there any, whether it's like final thing you'd want to leave the community with of like, hey, if there's one thing you could change in the way that you think about manhood and masculinity or the way that you act if you are somebody as a man or, or the words that you use, right? Like what is one simple piece of advice that you would give to the community that's listening here today. Manhood isn't constant. It's, it's not a set in stone type of thing. It is ever changing and it is flowing. Uh, But the change starts with you and that you got to, you know, be willing and able to do that work for yourself. So that way you can be a better person. Well, Matt, Louie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Men Up podcast. That is it for today's episode. We have one more episode left in season two. So be sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and help us spread the good word so that all of us can level up. So please rate, review, spread that good word. And we appreciate y'all. The Men Up podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. The executive producer and editor on the Men Up podcast is me, Christian Shabu. 
You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.